On March 16, 2000, two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta. Jamil Alamine, a Muslim leader and former black power activist, was convicted. But the evidence was shaky, and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial. My name is Mosi Secret, and when I started investigating this case in my hometown, I uncovered a dark truth about America. From Tinderfoot TV, Campside Media, and iHeart Podcasts, Radical is available now. Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Previously on The Dossier. Hello? Is uh, David Mack there? Yes, David. How are you, sir? My name is Don Sikorsky. I'm a television producer in New York City. I was Okay, Don, how are you? I'm doing okay. I was curious, you know, I, I know you worked for the LAPD and have a tremendous story. I'm wondering if you would ever decide to to tell it in a in a television show or a book. More in the book. Are you working on a book? Um no, but see there's there's one version now, but it's more on athletics about a personal friendship that a person had with me. Uh huh. That and that was just, you're, with your time at the Oregon Athletics when you ran track. Just, just, when you ran track. Yeah. And so you. Not the stuff you're interested in. You wouldn't be interested in telling your story in a on a platform or on a TV series. You'd be more interested in a book. Well, um, I'm not saying no. I see. It would it would have that to be, would be what the what the deal was. There you go. Of and, course. And have people approached you in the past? Yeah. And you've you've turned everyone down? Uh, more or less. Yeah. I mean that's why we're here now. <laughs> yeah. And is and is that and is that because it was it all came down to money, the deal was not, or they just weren't serious enough? A combination of A combination of the both. Bad. Um, um, control, um, just a lot of things like that. Yeah. But yeah. Put your cards on the table and I'll bet what you have and uh-huh. And as far as the, the stuff that went on at the LAPD, are you willing to go down that road and talk about that stuff? Is there anything that prevents you from talking about that stuff? Um, I don't think so. Okay. We have to explore that. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll put an email together w- with with what I'm thinking, and we can go from there. How about that? I like that. Let's start a dialogue. Okay, David. Thank you. Big plans as the city celebrates the late Biggie Smalls. Brooklyn-born rapper Christopher Wallace would have turned 50 this weekend. His murder at the age of 24 remains unsolved. Today, the mayor presented Biggie's son with a proclamation from the city recognizing how he changed music and the landscape of hip-hop. He was able to turn pain into purpose. He used his music to define what was happening in everyday life. I can't go a day without thinking about who my father is and the impact that he was able to make. And it inspires me to continue to do the same thing. Biggie's birthday is Saturday, but there are events planned all weekend, including a ceremony tomorrow at the Empire State Building. When I released season one of the dossier, I set out to tell the definitive account of how the LAPD covered up the murder of Biggie. LAPD officers David Mack and Rafael Perez, along with trigger man Amir Muhammad, killed Biggie 
on the orders of Suge Knight. Phil Carson, a veteran of the FBI, went on the record over and over, stating what he knew, what he saw, and how the LAPD tried to ruin his career after he came too close to the truth within his federal investigation. If I'm being honest, I thought all the work was done. The New York Post ran a huge article that talked about the work of Phil Carson, the podcast. It talked about a movie I produced called City of Lies with Johnny Depp that added into the record even more evidence and fodder for the average person to finally understand for the last time what happened on March 9th of 1997. I have files in my possession that tells the real story in official LAPD and FBI communications. And lastly, I have access to the files that were used in the civil trial by Biggie's mom, Valletta Wallace, and her attorneys. I can't stress this enough. I was tired by the inaction by LAPD's robbery homicide division, or anyone for that matter, inside the media, as it relates to what we have uncovered here on the dossier. I have to say, I've gotten to the point where I am confident after what I've seen and what I know that this case or the justice for the murder of Biggie will most likely never happen. It will never happen because of the immense power and corruption of the city of Los Angeles and the upper brass of the LAPD. A blockbuster budget for the new 2022-2023 fiscal year, nearly $12 billion. It was just approved by LA City Council members. That means there's an $87 million increase for the LAPD and a second year of historic spending of more than $1 billion for the homelessness crisis. Citing the drastic increase in crime locally, City Council leaders voted against defunding the police and in favor of increasing spending on law enforcement officials. In setting out to record a second round of episodes, there was something that didn't sit right with me. There was a document that I carry around everywhere. It often goes in my backpack. I read it, I look at it, I analyze it, and I shake my head. I know inside this document are the final answers without a shadow of a doubt to the actual evidence that exists inside the walls of the LAPD, more importantly, inside the file cabinets of LAPD's robbery homicide and their detectives who could solve this case. In these next series of episodes, I'm not going to talk about rumors or interview informants who know information about the murder third hand. I'm going to explain to you piece by piece, in a forensic manner, the hardcore evidence that exists to tell you, for one final time, who covered up the murder of Biggie, who killed him, and why. After this evidence is presented, my work on this case will hopefully be done. I can now move on. When a crime is reported to the police, 
they conduct an investigation to determine whether they have probable cause to arrest, which is created by facts that are specifically capable of being articulated by a reasonable officer to arise strong suspicion that the person committed the crime. The police agency may send a filing recommendation to our office. A deputy district attorney reviews every submission by law enforcement to determine if a crime occurred and whether we can prove it in court beyond a reasonable doubt. I know for a fact FBI agents inside the Los Angeles Field Division have listened to season one of the dossier. They are re-examining the case files and they are talking to the U.S. attorney inside Los Angeles. And if they have any moral fiber left, they will charge this case once and for all. Every day is real. That's how real it is. I think somebody's trying to kill me. I'll be waking up paranoid. I'll be really scared. More LAPD officers may be facing criminal charges. He was going down the right track. He, he had the right information. He knew what he was going to find out. And Chief Parks shut him down. Not all of them conspired. There's a lot of police officers in that department that knew what happened, knew who did it. They're covering up for that. Mac and Gaines were identified as confidants of Suge Knight. I'm pretty positive, uh, like 99.9% .9 sure, who orchestrated the murder and who killed Biggie. Like any document, let's start on page one from the beginning and keep in mind a few things. This document was given to me by private investigator Sergio Robledo. Sergio, may he rest in peace, was the main private investigator for the Wallace family and for the Wallace family lawyer, Perry Sanders. He knew all the secrets, some he kept to himself, others he shared with me. Sergio was an LAPD lifer, born and bred to be a police officer and a damn good one. Inside the document, the evidence is presented and it is also noted with LAPD case file numbers. Those files are hidden someplace inside the LAPD. They are under lock and key. The hard copy of this document is the only place you would know that these files exist. Here is Sergio Robledo talking about his work at the LAPD and for the Wallace family. Think about, I mean, from my perspective, I, I worked my entire career. I worked internal affairs. I did everything that I thought was the right thing to do and the right way. And for 99% of the people that I saw, they were trying to do the right thing, okay? There were some things that people that did wrong. There were some criminals in there. I arrested them personally. No big thing. I didn't even, I didn't skip a heartbeat. <laughs> and that's yeah. the way it should be to me. On the first page of the document, there are key names. These names are lawyers' names. Rob Frank, Perry Sanders, Dennis Chang, Brenton Chisholm, Bradley Gage, and Christopher Brizolara. These are all attorneys for the Wallace family, with Perry Sanders being the mouthpiece, and Rob Frank, from what I've been told, the lawyer who writes all the briefs and files the documents. While Perry Sanders has always been connected to the Wallace family, 
These other lawyers were part of a filing and are privy to all information in the LAPD cover-up. This document was filed in the United States District Court for the Central District of California. The other important names on this document are Faith Evans and Valletta Wallace. You know, in our hearts, me and his mom feel like we know what happened and we really feel like um, justice may, we know it may never be served. We know justice may never be served, but we believe that the LAPD knows who's responsible. That's what we believe. You know, I, I think that would be certainly a big, a huge, you know, not only a huge financial um, case against the city, but you know, it, it would have a lot of other weight, you know, on them, so. The judge who was on this case was Florence Marie Cooper, who is now dead. In plain language, this is the Wallace family versus the city of Los Angeles. The document was filed in November of 2007, 15 years ago. After the cover page, there is an introduction. And in that introduction, there are key pieces of information that I should unpack for you. It reads as follows. It is not disputed that the letter and spirit of the court's rulings to date have been that the defendant, the city of Los Angeles, were to turn over to the plaintiffs, which is the Wallace family and lawyers, all material in their possession that supports the plaintiff's theory of the case. It is the plaintiff's claims that David Mack and Suge Knight were involved in the murder of Wallace. Hello, Don. Hey, David. How are you, sir? I'm well. And yourself? Not bad. Not bad. Um, so the other part of the conversation is in telling your story, right, as it relates to Compton, as it relates to Rampart, the LAPD, the bank robbery, etc., is there anything that you won't talk about? Yeah, I won't talk about. Interesting. I don't know. It will, it's, that would depends on legalities. I hear you. So you'll talk about okay. Rampart? Of course. Okay. You'll talk about the bank robbery? Of course. Okay. That's the thing. That's my only concern is that because of the federal law, you can't profit from something like that. And that's where I need to be insulated. That was actually the voice of the infamous former LAPD officer, David Mack. Yes, I spoke to him. And the goal this season is to get David for the first time to go on the record about his years at the LAPD, the Rampart police scandal, and the rumors of his involvement with Rafael Perez and the murder of Biggie. They're stating it plainly here in the document. David Mack and Suge Knight were involved in the murder. The name that doesn't appear here is Rafael Perez, which, as of now, I don't know why. But the bigger point here is hidden in legal jargon. The jargon and scenario is as follows. The Wallace family was ready to face the city of Los Angeles in a courtroom as part of a civil trial where the family was going to prove that LAPD officers were part of a conspiracy to kill Biggie. When you go to a civil trial, you have to follow discovery rules, just like any other trial here in America. Let me ask you this. 
you this, Perry. If the whole Steve Katz thing had never happened, and you guys, and you guys, we would have gone forward, and we probably would have won the freaking case. Oh, jeez. That's what's got me so sick. No, we oh, pulled yeah. the jerk. No, we 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 were freaking winning the case, man. Oh my god. So but we you thought we were going to end up with a slam dunk from this, and then the judge pulls this. Um, ongoing investigative privilege and starts telling us shit i've got all this new stuff from the investigation that's ongoing and it does not help your case and we're going so put put yourself in my client's shoes and in our shoes okay i'm now gonna have to make a decision about whether to go forward in a trial where my adversary who cheats knows things that i don't know I'm gonna go put on a witness and they're gonna have things that, 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 that they have not been ordered to give me and they're gonna go crush me with it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day, or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So maybe you need to get your kids something special or you and the wife Need a scintillating night out every once in a while, at least. So download Earn In today, spelled E A R N I N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in the dossier under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings, daily max pay period max, and location. See earnin.com forward slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. In the early pages of this document, the lawyers for the Wallace family are making a simple argument. The city of LA, their lawyers, and the LAPD withheld discovery material. They withheld evidence and they also withheld information that defined not only the murder, but the cover-up. Discovery is the process by which parties to a case obtain and disclose evidence related to the case. Two important features of discovery in the United States are that discovery is exceptionally broad and also largely controlled by the attorneys and by the parties without the involvement of the judge. A party can't effectively defend himself at trial if 
he doesn't know what the facts of the case are supposed to be. A plaintiff might not be able to prove her case if she doesn't have access to all the relevant evidence. And jury members cannot reach a rational verdict if they aren't presented with a complete set of facts and evidence. Discovery is meant to provide the missing facts and information prior to trial. The fancy legal language in the filing reads as follows. The extremely important information which defendants kept hidden from plaintiffs until after the first trial is relevant on three levels for purposes of this sanction motion. First, the information shows that the city was deceptive in opposing plaintiff's motion for default in 2005 when defendants stated that plaintiffs have not met their threshold burden of proffering evidence showing that defendant engaged in bad faith litigation conduct. With some of this legal stuff, I'll walk you through it. I can explain this stuff very simply. And please understand, if you're a fan of Biggie, or if you have followed all the episodes of this podcast, the information contained herein will shock you. The document continues and starts to name names and offer up the first piece of evidence. Here is a paragraph worth noting as I revert back to the black and white. The defendants shocked the court and plaintiffs in April of 2006 by producing the Mac Perez murder internal affairs report based on the Kenneth Boagney information. On the night of, Perez said uh, he was told by Mac, Mac gave him like, I think $5,700 in cash. He said this was for your, uh, for working. You know what I'm saying? Just for working tonight. Uh, they were at the party and uh, Mac informed Perez, he said he had, they had, uh, they were getting ready to shut down a party. The fire marshals were getting ready to shut down the party to keep an eye on where these, where Biggie and his entourage was. Where Biggie and, 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 and uh, Sean Puppy Combs, keep an eye on them. And so Perez was watching them. When they got up to go to their car, Perez called Mac and told Mac, hey, they're going to their cars. All right, Perez, uh, Mac told Perez, okay, uh, when they get in their cars, let me know and then get the hell out of Dodge. You know what I'm saying? So everything happened, you know, the shooting happened and all that stuff. Perez went to the scene. He actually was at the scene when the first investigator showed up. When the first uh, homicide detective showed up, when the first detective showed up, Perez was there. In season one, Kenneth Boagney played a huge role. And remember, he was a cellmate of Rafael Perez. He has stated many times his experience with Rafael Perez and what Perez told him. Boagney was also visited by LAPD investigators and city attorneys like a guy named Don Vincent. When the lawyers for Valletta Wallace refer to the Mac Perez IA file, I must speculate about what that is. But here is what I know for sure. This file was an internal affairs report that was circulated inside the LAPD. Many people saw it. Many high-level people within the LAPD saw this file, and this file continues to be hidden by the LAPD. 
the lawyers in the document are saying they were granted this document. This document exists. And there are many people that saw this document. But here's where it gets interesting. The LAPD and court filings have said the only person that saw this IA file is Detective Steve Katz. The key guy here is a guy named Katz, K-A-T-Z. I think his name was Steve Katz. And uh, Detective Robbie Homicide. <laughs> and he's got this stuff locked in a, in a cabinet right behind him. And he's got a secret compartment in his desk. Uh, and if you've ever worked with him in Robbie Homicide, you know that. That again was the voice of Xavier Hermosillo, a former journalist, activist, LAPD insider, and source of key information on how the LAPD is able to still cover up all the evidence in the murder of Biggie. The defendants shocked the court and plaintiffs by producing the Mac Perez murder IA based on the Boagney information and the court granted discovery to determine every person who laid a finger on the IA, wherein on May 23rd of 2006, the defendants, the city of LA, attempted to stop discovery. We now know why they would stop discovery. This fucking document shows the involvement of Mac and Perez and it shows at least 15 members of the LAPD knew there was evidence they participated in the murder. That document does exist. I mean, like, like I said, Randy, yeah, you got I, a copy. Don has a copy. I've seen it. It, 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 it. Everybody out there needs to know. This is an internal LAPD official document written by LAPD that exists. That, that's a given now. That is former FBI agent Phil Carson. If you don't recognize his voice from season one, Phil continues to share information, evidence, and hard facts on the ongoing LAPD cover-up. Continuing on the text, the information discovered after their failed attempt to keep secret the people who knew about the IA is relevant to show that the city had in fact deceived both the court and the plaintiffs back in July of 2005 in its written and oral arguments by claiming that Detective Steve Katz was the only person who knew about the concealed information regarding Kenneth Boagney. They lied. They lied to the court and they lied to the lawyers of the Wallace family. Third, the city of L.A. knew that the Wallace family would eventually obtain the long-hidden information that supported Mac and Perez's gang affiliation. Mac and Perez's association with Death Row Records and evidence supporting their presence at the scene of Wallace's murder. In short, the city of Los Angeles knew that Wallace family lawyers would see this information the city had been concealing. I said, I know exactly where these, these files are hidden. And she said, where? And I told her. I told her to find a cabinet behind this particular officer's desk. And he has a hidden compartment in his desk. 
and robbery and homicide. And uh, and she said, if I send if I send federal marshals over there right now, are they gonna find it? I said, well, that's what it was. I don't know if it's still there. On this season of the dossier, I'm going to stick to the evidence, as they say, and I want you to keep a running tab of what actually existed for any investigator within the LAPD to track down or use as it pertains to the murder of Biggie. The evidence answers everything. And while I spent season one unpacking Phil Carson's story, in season two, my hopes and dreams are simple. A public audio record of what exists behind these hallowed halls of LAPD's robbery homicide division. And I want you to be shocked at how much exists in black and white.